This is Skintervention, where I debunk beauty myths and help educate you, the consumer, with money-saving and noteworthy tips and tricks. My name is Ashley Villanova. I'm a licensed esthetician here in Arizona, and this week we are going to talk about some common beauty myths, so keep on listening. Okay, everyone, this is going to be our first topic for today, and this whole episode is going to be on um, protection, protecting your skin, and, um, you know, various different ingredients and products claiming to help protect your skin against um, blue light, as well as your own skin's bacteria, and we'll be talking about um, different kinds of sunscreens and what the SPF means for all of them. So let's start with the sunscreen, okay? I live in Arizona and a lot of my clients don't wear sunscreen. Don't ask me why, I really just don't know. (laughs) And I try to drill it in their brains. Hey, you need to wear sunscreen. Why? Because the sun is very, very damaging to the skin. And if you don't know already, it's pretty much the number one thing that ages your skin. Now, I can already hear you guys saying, Ashley, my God, I already have SPF in my foundation. It's 15 SPF. It's good enough, right? No. Mm Mm-mm. Nope. 15 SPF is not enough. In fact, the minimum that you need to go is at least 30 SPF. Think about it like this, okay? The SPF number means how much protection you are going to get from the product. So, 30 SPF is about 97% coverage. 97% protection from the sun. If you were to go a little bit higher than that, 50, 80, 90, 100 SPF, there really isn't much difference between those two. Um, So say 90 SPF is about, let's say, 98, 99%. So if you were to go the route of buying a higher SPF, sure, I guess you can, um, but it's not really necessary and it doesn't make a huge difference. If any of you wear foundation out there, which you probably do, there is usually a 15 SPF in there. Now, what you can do is go to the store get yourself a nice fancy moisturizer and or primer and find yourself, you can get a 15 SPF if you want. And here's the reason why. So when you're combining sunscreens, you can actually add them up. So your foundation has a 15 SPF and your moisturizer has a 15 SPF. So you add those two together and you're gonna get 30 SPF, which means that your skin is covered. I do see a lot of people not putting enough sunscreen on their face. I don't know why, 
okay because it's fucking hot as shit outside and it's bright and bitches need to protect their skin but they ain't doing it so let me tell you the right way to put sunscreen on you are going to dab it right in the middle of the face okay just do little finger dots right down the face and then you are going to spread it out to the perimeters of the face this will help you get the most protection for the part of your face that's sticking out the most or I guess the part that's most visible, what the UVA and UVB rays hit the first, you know, you know, you know what I mean? But don't be afraid to go a little generous with it, okay? Don't be, don't be afraid, hun. I'm here for you, okay? So slather that bitch on and make sure that you find a nice sunscreen out there that doesn't give you a white cast. And I, believe me, there are good ones out there. Uh, some of my favorites are going to be um, Pharmacy, really like theirs. So it's called Green Screen. Um, I use it myself. Um, a little bit goes a long way. It's a very nice, thin formula, and I don't feel sticky or oily or anything like that. Really great stuff. You can. It's actually a really great primer to put underneath your makeup, too. It helps get a little tacky, too. Another sunscreen that I very much enjoy, and you're going to hear me talking about this brand quite often, um, is SkinScript. Now, SkinScript has a really great sunscreen. Um, I believe it's a... It's above a 30. I know know for sure it's above a 30. Um, But that one is divine, okay? You get beautiful beautiful results from it there's no cast white cast there's no oiliness a little bit of tackiness which is great to put underneath foundation as well um and you can put it all over the body if you wanted to i mean it's sunscreen you can do that i do want to say a little disclaimer before i say more about skin script i do work for them um but um I am not biased. So what that means is that I've actually been a very big fan of that brand for years, way before I even started working for them. So um, I've used it on myself, I've used it on my clients, I've sold it to my clients, and I just see really great, great, amazing results. And I'm going to rave about them until I die. Now let's talk about the sunscreen that I mentioned earlier by pharmacy it is called green screen and it claims to um, have a certain ingredient in there that helps protect your skin against blue light and blue light comes from um, your phone your laptop TVs computers all that fun stuff and this is something I'd say somewhat new to the industry. Um, it's the first sunscreen that I've seen with a um, blue light protection with it, but it makes you curious as to does it work? Does your skin really need to be protected by blue light? Um, you know, what's the benefits from it? Well, and, and here's the thing. Just living 
is gonna damage your skin, okay? When you start to get older, your dead skin cells kind of slow down in the turnover rate, and that's why we get wrinkles. So, does blue light protection really matter? Well, so from what I have learned is that it's supposed to help with inflammation in the skin as well as hyperpigmentation, um, also known as dark spots, and um, will, you know, help with the, the aging and the wrinkling. And although that there are some scientific studies out there that um, shows that blue light can penetrate your skin, it also means that it's not much of a big deal. The, the biggest concern that you should have in your mind is protecting your skin against UVA and UVB rays, which are the big boys, you know, the sun. In researching this topic, I don't see many studies out there that are um, entirely conclusive. And with the studies that I've read, the groups, the study groups are extremely small with, you know, very precise measurements. And um, it's just not, it's not necessarily reliable content. So as we, you know, progress through this year and next year and, you know, our lives, maybe blue light will become the new thing. Maybe blue light will actually have more research and and shows that it can do as much damage as UVA and UVB rays, but we don't know just yet. Um, If you want to take that extra precaution of, um, you know, finding a sunscreen that does have that blue light protection, then by all means, go for it. But it's also a way of having the uh, companies, you know, entice you. It's a it's a new labeling that that can grab you in. The other thing that I hear so extremely often: Do I have to reapply? Yes, bitch, you gotta reapply. The fuck, I mean, if you're going to go outside, okay, and you're all sweaty and wet, you're probably wiping away that sweat with your hand, right? Which means that you're probably wiping the sunscreen off your face, hun. So every single two hours, if you are outside, if you have direct contact with UVA and UVB rays, reapply that shit. It's not that hard, hun. Just do it. If you want good skin when you're 80 years old, just do it. All right. Just take the stick out of your ass and just do it. If you work in an environment that is mostly inside and you're only exposed to the sun, you know, say a few minutes every day, it's not a priority to reapply it because you're not sweating it off and the you're not really soaking up the UVA and UVB rays you're just in normal light moving on to our next topic we are going to talk about what microbiome defense means i have been looking through ulta and sephora on their websites looking at skincare brands you know the higher end ones and i keep seeing this this uh certain language 
microbiome defense. And as a consumer, you're looking at that like, ooh, scientific, I bet that works. But let me break down what microbiome defense means and what it does for your skin naturally. Now let's read the definition of microbiome. The microbiome is defined as a collection of microorganisms that live in a particular place. Although each person is unique, the average person has more bacterial cells than human cells. And depending on the skin's texture, thickness, and humidity, different microbes can inhabit different regions of your skin. So what your skin does is that it has these tiny microscopic mites um, that pretty much eat the junk off your skin. Um, So say if you were to, you know, wash your hands with antimicrobial soap, your natural microbes are going to quickly repopulate. Your skin's natural microbiome usually prefers a acidic environment. Um, This is going to actually help out your immune system and your immune system and your microbiome communicate with each other and responds to each other's needs. Those certain companies out there that are marketing this kind of microbiome defense um, says that they are using good bacteria while diminishing bad bacteria. But here's the problem with this. We don't know what is good or what is bad as far as bacteria goes on our microbiome. There still isn't enough research about it to kind of differentiate between them two. And everybody else is different. Everybody has a different um, microbiome and you know what their cell structure is is put together because like I read the definition earlier it depends on the humidity the um, thickness and all that good stuff and there's going to be three different kinds of approaches that these skincare companies are going to come to you as um, you know on the packaging so there's going to be one type which is probiotics which you've probably heard before Um, these are products that have good bacteria in the form of either live cultures or um, a word that I can't pronounce (laughs) Uh, but it increases the number of favorable bacteria on the skin another word that they will use is prebiotics and prebiotics act as a food source for the good bacteria um, to promote their growth. Um, Another word that they also use is postbiotics, and this involves the addition of the byproducts of probiotics to improve the composition of the skin's beneficial bacteria. Um, for So for example, it helps to optimize your skin's natural pH. And your skin's natural pH is going to range between um, like a 5 and a 7. And so to, to kind of give you a visualization, it's going to be on a 1 to 10 scale. So 10 is going to be the most alkaline or, you know, just very like water kind of stuff. 
And as you go smaller, you know, three, two, one, it's going to be more acidic. But anywho, um, these these companies are trying to kind of pull you in on these scientific terms. But the problem is, is that we don't know enough about this stuff. Like I said, everybody's different and we don't we can't tell the difference between good bacteria and bad bacteria. There's little studies about it. And um, I know that this microbiome defense kind of started this year, 2020, in the beginning, um, and is just slowly kind of spreading throughout the skincare industry. Um, But I'm here to tell you now, there's not much benefits with it just because there's no research. There's barely any research about it. So I would stay away from that kind of stuff. So those were the three common beauty myths or skincare myths that I wanted to talk about uh, for this episode. I know that they're a little bit more kind of scientific-ish, but um, it does kind of pull you in with the names. Um, But I did want to go on my Instagram uh, that's at Skin Intervention Podcast, and I wanted to answer some questions that some people have um, asked on one of my posts. Now, one of these questions is asking: Is toner really necessary? So, the purpose of toner is to quote unquote help rebalance your skin's natural pH, which is, like I mentioned earlier, ranges from like five to seven. And the toner is meant to be used in between products. So say you're cleansing your face, then you use a toner, then you exfoliate, then you use a toner, then you extract, then you use a toner. And this just helps kind of prep your skin for the next product to get the benefits out of that next product. Um, But the thing that I notice with this is that most toners are going to be on the acidic side. If they weren't on the acidic side, then it wouldn't really be doing much. And since our skin naturally prefers a acidic environment, it's already kind of in that zone with the toner so does it really make a huge difference no it doesn't but you can use it for its benefits i'm not saying that you shouldn't use toner um but i am saying that it's like an add-on for your skincare routine it's not super necessary but um depending on what kind of toner that you're gonna get for your um specific skin type It all depends on the ingredients and how it benefits you. For all my oily slash combination slash acneic people out there, um, I really like to recommend Witch Hazel. Uh, Witch Hazel is extremely inexpensive and it is already a natural antibacterial. Um, So it's going to help take out any kind of bacteria that is in your pores, um, hence why it's good for acneic skin. But it also helps kind of tame down the oil just a little bit more and gives your skin a nice um, refreshed kind of feel. If you have drier skin 
or, um, you know, more sensitive skin, maybe rosacea. You can still use a witch hazel, um, but I would go more towards infusing it with something else. So you can totally make your own if you wanted to, or you can go to the store and find it. I really like rose water. Uh, Rose water is really great to put hydration back into the skin, um, but you also get that um, anti-inflammatory benefits from it as well um, with the uh, antibacterial combining it with the, the witch hazel. I know that there is a company out there called Thayer's, and I'm pretty sure Target sells them. Um, and just a little side note, no, I'm not sponsored by any of these brands that I'm mentioning. I legitimately like them myself, and I've used them on my clients, and I see uh, really great results from it. So uh, Thayer's, I believe, has a really wide range of uh, products especially with that witch hazel. I know that they have a rose water one. Um, I believe that they have a cucumber one as well, uh, which would be a great runner up if they didn't have the rose water. Uh, either or is great because you're getting, you know, anti-inflammatory and moisturizing benefits from it um, for those with drier skin or, you know, sensitive people out there. And a little thing that actually just popped in my mind right now, um, I've been getting a lot of people coming to me saying, oh my God, my lower half of my face is breaking out because of the masks. The masks are giving me, you know, these huge pimples and I just keep on breaking out and I don't know what to do. Get the witch hazel, get an empty spray bottle and you're gonna fill it up and get some 100% tea tree oil and you're gonna do like three to five drops in there just depending on you know how how strong you want it I guess carry that with you throughout the day and you're gonna spray your face throughout the day maybe even bring a few like cotton rounds um just to spray on the cotton round if you want to physically rub your face clean your face with that solution um but I have given one of my coworkers a bottle of it, and she seems that, you know, it works really great for her, which is fantastic because, I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. You're barely spending any money on it, and it's, uh, it's lovely. So with all that being said, I'm going to end the podcast here, and um, I just want to know what you guys think. What do you want me to talk about? I have plenty of ideas coming to my noggin, um, but if there's a specific subject or maybe even a product that you want me to talk about, I can totally do that. Um, But, you know, any ideas would help. And for the love of God, please give me a follow on Instagram at skinterventionpodcastboy. It's just intervention podcast, not the boy part, but you know what I mean. Um, I am going to be posting there here and there. Um, that's where you can, you know, put in your your questions, DM me. Um, you can even send me like a little audio message 
um, asking me questions and then I can put it in the podcast, whatever, whatever floats your boat, we can do it. And yeah, that is about it. Thank you for listening. If you got this far, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Um, If not, that's cool. It's just for my own entertainment, whatever. (laughs) Uh, But I hope you guys have a great day, evening, afternoon, whenever you're listening to this. And um, love you.